Fresh Talk with a South Florida flavor every Thursday and Friday. Have a little faith with a dashing hero like me on the case. How can we fail? This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360. Here's dashing. You have to give him that. WKAT. We are back. Welcome to that ominous sounding music. Oh my God. Well, you may rec- well recognize that music is uh, from Crimson Tide. It's Hans Zimmer music. Oh, I can hardly breathe. Which is uh, terrific. Now, keep, keep it in the background just a little bit. I just want to take uh, maybe a minute max on the uh, thing. So, um, uh, Gates, Deputy Secretary Robert Gates, said Thursday he sees no need to invoke Ameri- American military force in the war between Russia. Notice he used the word war between Russia and Georgia, and that U.S. Russian relations could suffer for years if Moscow doesn't retreat. The White House said that it was ignoring Russian bluster about Georgia never regaining disputed regions. Let me see if I can give you my impersonation of how the Russian foreign minister made his comment today. So the Russian foreign minister declared earlier Thursday that the world can forget, the world can forget about Georgia's territorial integrity, strongly suggesting that Russia would could absorb the regions where it has supported separatist movements and they uh, go to Georgia since the election there of a strongly pro-American president. So it's kind of reminding you of the Cold War a little bit. It's reminding you. See what it's really reminding us and you all have to be aware of? Don't trust the Russians and don't trust Putin. If you think you anybody can sit down and talk to Putin and say, this, this is a nice guy. This is like you know, young Frankenstein. This is a pussycat. He's a sweetheart. He's a good boy. He is garbage. He is an ex-KGB man, and that's what he's going to be. The stripes don't change. The dots don't move. So the music keeps playing. So anyway, so be, watch that. It's going to be interesting to see how Russia flexes its muscle. Remember, things are not exactly the same as they were back in the 80s. In the 80s, they were economically broke. Now that they have oil... Well, I sure hope not. And now that they have... Well... You know, we kind of defeated them then. Uh, now that they have oil, they're doing economically really well. And um, just watch out for them. But that brings us to a, another conversation about Lucky Stiffs. What do you think? A little Lucky Stiff stuff? Oh, okay, Let's do some Lucky Stiff stuff. That's right. That's right. I'm down. Who's on the list? That's, it's been an interesting week. Uh, and we're going to talk about three entertainment things today. So fame works really well. And, of course, we're bringing out the dead. So, uh, of course, everyone noticed over the weekend uh, actor Bernie Mac died. You see, we come on Thursday, so we're kind of stuck doing this a few days afterwards. But out of respect... Out of respect for hey, Bernie. we've got to give them... That's right. But um, Bernie Mac, you know, young guy. I mean, age 50. Uh, Bernie Mac dies at age 50. Um... Uh, Emmy Award-winning Golden Globe-nominated actor, uh, publicist uh, Danica Smith says Bernie Mac died early Saturday uh, in the Chicago area. Wow, my son could have seen him. Of complications due to pneumonia, but evidently he had an unusual. Just walking uh, down the street. Just hi, Bernie. How are you? He could have. Well, you know, I'm going to ask Penelope when she comes in later because maybe he wants to come back as uh, you know something else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the uh, the comedian suffered from uh, sarcoidosis, an, inflama- an inflammatory lung disease that produces tiny lumps of cells in the body's organs. Anyway, um, 
starred in roles, in, and we all saw him in Ocean's Eleven, which was a really fun movie. Bad Santa, which is a really bad movie. I just couldn't watch it. I just, I just, I don't like bad, bad dog, bad Santa, Charlie's Angels. That's a lot of fun. Full throttle and trim. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that one. That, that would be a lot of fun. And of course, he had a hit series, The Bernie Mac Show, uh, 100 yeah. episodes, which is an achievement, which means the man was making bucks from 2001 to 06 on Fox Television. So, Good to hear. Uh, yeah, sorry, Bernie. That, that's really sad. Now, the next one. Yeah, do you have any Isaac Hayes stuff? What? Anything for Isaac Hayes? Oh, okay then. Well, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. But Isaac Hayes, and I have, shows my age a little bit, but Isaac Hayes died at age 65. Uh, He died of a stroke on Sunday at the age of 65. Um, Just to listen to this music. This guy was so good, so cool. Just listen to this. This is as good as a really good coffee. Listen to him. Now, if that doesn't do it, is that good or is that good? I hear he's good. Just terrific. Even though the pain and heights seem to fall me Anyway, uh, he died uh, of a stroke, and uh, evidently he had, you know, heart problems and. You know, the sad thing is about heart disease, it's, it's so insidious. People who appear to be healthy don't even know that they're going to collapse. It's like Clinton. You know, he did quadruple bypass surgery. Never knew that he had all this uh, calcium built up. Calcium scores, remember that, folks, while you're on the highway going slow because you don't want to hit somebody. Remember, you need to know your calcium score. It could save your life. Go out and get a uh, scan uh, because these things can let you know in advance that you have a problem, <laughs> you know, instead of... Uh, taking a dirt nap, as these guys are taking right now. But you know what's interesting, Wanda, about uh, Isaac Hayes? What? It says, I felt I'd lived before as some kind of royalty. Well, welcome back. I felt I lived... He, we got a Penelope. We're going to see about Penelope, because he could be out in the ether now. We're going to have to talk about that. Okay, third person to... Uh, uh, I don't know that she talks to people. But she speaks to spirits. Okay. See, people, she, they go to this collection place, this... Spirit, well, ether, we'll find out. in the heavens, somewhere in I the universe. It's all just... energy. It's all energy. Okay, then. You know, it's all energy. Got to get into the energy. Okay, you got to see the aura that's okay, out there. Guru. Like wow. Okay. So um, anyway, Hollywood Honcho. Guru Rick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you see an aura wow. in the car in front of you, don't hit it. I just want you to know that Hollywood Honcho, Bernie Brolstein, is dead. Bernie Brillstein, uh, Brill, Bernie Brillstein. And there's an alliterative like name for you, isn't it? That's not Bernie Mac. That's easy. Bernie Brillstein. Who, uh, who is that guy? Bernie Brillstein. Well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, longtime client Jennifer Aniston and Rob Lowe and John Belushi, Brad Pitt, Gilda Radner. Oh. Obviously, Gilda wasn't there. Jim Henson wasn't there. But um, where he, uh, he, he was a Paramount studio boss and... Uh, uh, he was a uh, a, a great uh, manager and TV producer, Ber- uh, Bernstein, uh, Bernie Bernstein, and his clients included all the. I mean, Hermit the Frog, uh, Bill Maher, uh, Rob Lowe, Jennifer Anderson. I'm gonna say it again, Wanda, Jennifer Anderson. I heard that before. Everyone likes. There's. I don't know anyone who doesn't like, except for maybe Brad Pitt. No, Jennifer Aniston. No, I'm sure he still likes her. You think he still likes her? Of course. Then why did he leave her? For that woman. 
That's their business. What did he leave her for? How can he leave her? She's the old American sweetheart, for God's sakes. Oh, no. Come on. I don't want to go there. Come on. I don't want to go there. She is everyone's dream. Just want you to know that. All right. Yeah. So what's going on in the world? So let, let's just let's That's talk. Not as let's pleasant. talk. I, just, I had to I had to bring this in too. Something a little less pleasant. No, no, no a little. <laughs> all right. This is fun. This is fun. The Michael Phelps died. I know all of you are familiar with Michael Phelps and Michael That's Phelps. It's all these. He's a, the most winning. He's a winningest Olympian in history of the Olympics, right? Um. The swimmer. So far. So far, doing really well. So far. Doing great. All right, here's the deal. He has, depending upon who you speak to and you listen to, he eats either 10,000 to 12,000 calories a day. Wow. And you have to listen to the stuff that he, that he actually eats because it'll knock your socks off as well as your heart. Okay, for breakfast, I want you all to pay attention to this because then you can go to Denny's and get it. I'm sure they're going to come out with the Michael Phelps Grand Slam real soon. Uh, breakfast, three fried egg sandwiches. I said three fried, not three eggs, three fried egg sandwiches loaded with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, fried onions, and mayonnaise. Oh. Two cups of coffee, one five-egg omelet. One bowl of grits, there's the Southern Connection, three slices of French toast topped with powdered sugar, and three chocolate chip pancakes, not including the water that he has along with it, to wash all that wonderful stuff down. That's breakfast. I mean, that's just like an entire day and a half for somebody else. Okay, lunch. Wow. Lunch. Here we go. Lunch. Wait. One. No, i got to tell you this. I'm still dying. I'm, I'm <laughs> All right, just... everyone swallow. I want everyone okay. to swallow. You're out okay. there. I want you to swallow. I'm not ready to think Get about rid of that. Meal. All right, sit straight in your car because here comes lunch. Okay. One pound of enriched pasta. Two large ham and cheese sandwiches with mayo and get this, on white bread. Oh, yum. On white bread. And tell that so my wife, Gloria, listens to that on white bread, Gloria, <laughs> with mayonnaise on white bread. You know, it's not whole wheat. Energy drinks packing 1,000 calories each. Okay? So he has one pound of enriched pasta, two large ham and cheese sandwiches with mayo on white bread, and energy drinks packing 1,000 calories. So he must not worry about colon cancer at this point. Well, I hope he doesn't. Because white bread and colon cancer don't mix, evidently. That's what they told me, anyway. Or someone lied to me, so I get off of white bread, probably. And then dinner. He about much of anything, really. Who doesn't? Michael. No. And dinner, well, not at this point in his life. He's kind of protected. And dinner, one pound of pasta. Now, what's the difference between enriched pasta and pasta pasta? It must be, there's a difference. One's modified, one isn't. cents. 22. There's the answer. So he has, uh, he doesn't have the enriched pasta. He goes with the cheaper stuff at night. Okay. Exactly. This is a guy who you don't want to go to. He says, hey, what do you think, Mike? You want to go for the regular restaurant? You want to go for buffet? This is not the guy that goes to the buffet restaurant. He's the guy that just, it's a nightmare. It's like the movie diner. You know, the big guy who's eating everything on the menu. If you watch the movie diner, there's one big fat guy who is challenged to eat every item on the menu. I want you to go out tonight, go put your DVD diner on or go to Blockbuster and whatever you go, Netflix or something, and see it. This guy is the guy you don't want to have to go and eat a buffet dinner. He'll eat him out. Gone. And, and then, of course, and then after he has one pound of pasta, Wanda, he eats an entire pizza. Not a slice or two. Doesn't share it with his girlfriend or her boyfriend, whatever. No, he eats the whole pizza. He goes for the whole thing. So he's got nice. one pound of pizza, one entire pizza. They don't say whether he puts meat, cheese, and, you know, triple things or whatever. So I guess this would be great for Pizza Hut with your new uh, 
you know, uh, uh, pasta stuff that they're I selling. I think they got their people on that stuff. Someone's on this. They've Someone's got their doing this. On their stuff. Yeah, and then and then he has more energy drinks now. The difference is this guy is six foot four and weighs 195 pounds. All right. Now it may seem ridiculous and you know sort of like a scene it from may. a movie, but the guy guy burns off 3,000 calories per workout. Wow. 3,000 calories, and that's why he maintains his felt shape at six foot four, 195 pounds, which is probably on the low end for body. He has no body fat. If you look at the pictures of these guys, you know swimmers are incredible. Hip-hip hooray. Yay. Yay. <laughs> just well, like that. He's doing a great job for us yes, in China. He he's doing a really good job. And he's breathing that air. And he that's always a kudos. So, so much for that. For breathing. Now, kudos for breathing. The last thing, we have about, what, is the bar going to be on real soon? We can only hope. No, no, no. We can't only go, hope. You I better may go be check on him. You, why don't you go check on Jeff and let me talk about this for a minute. All right. Be right back. All right. I'll see you later, Wanda. All right. You guys stay. Don't get out of your cars because you're moving, and that would be really stupid. So stay in your car and listen to this. So you all know we've had these pros and cons about China. And, of course, a lot of people are saying that the whole idea of the Olympics and maybe the Olympic Committee went ahead and approved the uh, Olympic Games in China and Beijing this year because it's a great democratization process, and it gives people in China a chance to see a lot of other people. People also gives some people a chance to kill a lot of other people, so uh, but that didn't go too well. But um, but but it's it's very interesting if you understand the Chinese society. It is a communist society. It is a very closed society. If you get the movie Red Corner with Richard Gere, you'll understand how you really have no rights if they take them away and take you away. So it's not exactly the safest place in the sense that you want to go to. I thought criminally wise, it was a very safe place because we were told that when you're there, they don't have a lot of crime. They don't have a lot of crime. I'll say it again. They don't have a lot of crime. That's I certainly, good to hear. I certainly hope so, George. They it's don't have a lot hear. of crime. It, you can never hear it enough, really. Right. Uh, they don't have a lot of crime because those who commit crimes are placed in Chinese jails. And the last place you want to go is a Chinese jail. And as we said weeks ago, that if you're taken away, your whole family is taken away. You're put on the street. Is you there flogging? You no, you lose your home. And your grandparents lose their home. But is there flogging? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. I guess there's there's bad stuff that goes on there. I, I, the flogging <laughs> well, is the flogging all. and stuff is Singapore. That's a place that if you if you smuggle drugs, you're dead. You get dead really soon. Uh, you get to be a lucky sniff and you take a dirt nap. <laughs> but uh, or if you do minor infractions such as graffiti and stuff like that, they cane you. Caning. Caning is a very that's mm. you know a cane. On, How exotic. <laughs> You know, on your back. And they were going to do that to an American kid, which they yeah. did. He yeah, got yeah, caned, yeah. I think. He was caned, supposedly he was going to be caned 14 times. Not a good experience. I bet Jeff knows. But Jeff probably knows. Zabar, are you there? I'm here. So what do you think about this Chinese stuff? And then they, they fake the Olympics a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what to make of, of the calls of those, what, four-year-olds that they have on the, uh, on the gymnastics team. I don't know. You know, I, I watched that. Over the weekend, and, and um, I don't understand how can that be. I mean, how could you have somebody so young who basically did it since embryo? I, I heard they trained them in the womb. 
uh, to do this. So when they come out, they already got nine months' experience. That's an Absolutely. unusual thing. They're showing Nadia Comaneci uh, videos. Yeah. Against against the the, the womb wall. Yeah, know. exactly. You know, they go, all right, now run and jump and run and jump and. But um, <laughs> exactly. uh, and then they fake they fake the opening. You know, with the fireworks, that came out the other day. Right. That, uh, they, and then the girl who sang the national anthem. Yeah, you're right. Let me go back oh, to the fireworks. They it for me. They fake the fireworks, and they use the excuse, it was a bit misty, which is, you know, newspeak, as they say in 1984, newspeak for, uh, let me think, smoggy, dirt-ridden air. <laughs> and they thought the fireworks were going to get muffled by all this stuff. So they fake it. It's computer imagery. Well, what's that all about? And then, as Jeff pointed out so aptly, because Jeff is so apt, they pointed out... Hey, those, those can be fighting words and something. No, 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 please. Then, no, 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 we'll have to play the Hans Zimmer music again. Don't, don't, we don't want to do that. Well, maybe we do, because I happen to like Hans Zimmer music. All his theme songs sound so heavy and prodding. Uh, anyway, so, then, then this, this lovely nine-year-old girl has got a great voice, but they don't let her do it, because the, the musical director said that she's uh, basically too heavy, not good-looking, buck teeth, bad teeth, and uh, doesn't really represent the country well. So they have this other young girl, uh, probably about, what, age nine as well, pretty close to that, uh, mouth it. Right. So what is that all about, Jeff? Out of, out of like, one-plus billion people, they couldn't put that combination together. I don't so know. They could actually sing and look good. I don't get the it. The looking good part really matters. I mean, you know, but they have to put their, their best face forward, so to speak, you know, and so they had to, you know, pull a Britney. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't get it. Hang on a minute. I want to get something. Now he gets it. I got it. I got it. I got now it. Now he gets it. I got it. it. Oh, I got now it. Now he gets it. Oh, so, now he Jeffrey, gets I sent you an article the other day. Was it yesterday or this morning? I think, no, I think it was yesterday. Well, it was, I can tell you, it was the 12th. Um, on fair is fair except with the shorts. They were really talking about oil. But they came in in this article out of Market Watch about Twitter. Did you see that? Absolutely. Isn't that incredible? And Jeff, I want everyone to know Jeff Sabar discussed Twitter here almost two months ago. You know what? And, and we've taken it even a step further where I am, or I guess a step farther, but we're not really walking distance, so it would be a step further, where I'm actually, I have gone to put Twitter on my, um, on my SIGs. Now, one thing we've really not discussed here is SIG files, and that's the, that's the information. Wait a minute. Is that German? SIG file. SIG file. SIG file. Yeah. Um, it's the information that goes of an, at the end of an email you send to someone. You can go into your into whether you use AOL, whether you use Gmail, whether you use Outlook. You can go in and you can build these files that give your, you know, just every time you send an email, in pops your, your phone number, your address, your name, your title, your business, whatever URLs you want. So I've gone through and in my BlackBerry and on my Outlook, my SIGs that go out, I now have Twitter.com slash Jeff Sabar so people can see what's going on. Um, you know, as, I, as I've said in one of my SIG files, you know, what the heck is Jeff thinking, which is what the whole concept behind Twitter is, you know, where you are and what are you doing. And, and so we've, we've sort of created along those lines. So, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, Twitter, the market is all a Twitter with, well, well Twitter, you know. So it's, uh, you know what? Who thinks of these things? Uh, you know what? IT guys with far too much time on their hands. And I mean, someone sits around and says, all right, now everyone's sending emails. All right, guys, what can we do with that? Right. What do you guys want to do with that? What, there's got to be something we can do with it. We can make money on this. We can sell advertising with their emails. That, you know, that, that may happen soon one of these days. Well, actually... Um, Don't tell me they're doing it. 
There, there, there are many people who are doing it along those lines. Uh, Rap Mail is a company actually in Rap? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Rap? Wait a minute. W- Rap? Uh, W-R-A-P. Oh, okay. Rap not, Mail. Not R-A-P like from the hood. But All right, because I had my hands in the air. I'm going to put my hat on cockeyed in a minute and grab my crotch. Exactly. You can do that anyway, but that will have nothing to do with what we're speaking of. Right, okay. Rap Mail is a service that you can do it internally or externally with your email that would go from inside your company or mostly you would use it to go to people outside the company where it actually puts a skin, a wrap on your email so that when it goes out, it brands your email. More than doing a SIG, it's a full-on display of your messaging. Um, And so it, it includes your product, it includes links, it includes images, it includes, you know, pictures, graphics, anything you wanted to save, obviously links back. It can include links to your partners, different uh, companies you may partner with out there. Um, it, it can include advertising, and then as people click through, it is fully trackable, so you can make sure that, you know, if I sent it to you or to Wanda and I had a, you know, an email and it was wrapped and you clicked through, I would know that an email I sent to Wanda Miles or to Rich Rothman, they click through and where they went, just not unlike, you know, Google ads or anything like that, where you know what people are doing um, with the emails and how, you know, what the what the success rate of an email message is. Um, so that's some of the stuff that we what we see uh, happening out there with the messaging. And so you speak of you know where people are monetizing, which is you know sort of the phrase people use. How are you monetizing some of these services? You know, Twitter is still an unknown. You know, how much messaging, how much is going on. Um, you know, even some of the other services, how much are they making? How are they making money off this? Are they just building a list? Or is it just, you know, they're just putting a service out there so they'll one day get bought? You know, where was YouTube making money before YouTube got bought by Gmail? I mean, it was really more of just a service that was gathering millions and millions of users. And right. with Twitter, it's not unlike that, where, you, you know, I'm not a big believer in Twitter just for the math. Well, you know what, Jeff? Believe in this. We have a hard break coming up, and we, we can't run. Stay right there. We're going to be right back. This is Rich Rothman on 1360 WKAT. Be right back.
No name is more synonymous with success than Miami Dolphins owner H. Wayne Heisinger, architect of three Fortune 500 companies, including AutoNation and Blockbuster. This renowned entrepreneur has brought his unique business approach to the classroom with the Heisinger School of Business at Nova Southeastern University. With a faculty of real-world leaders and a curriculum based on Heisinger's entrepreneurial ideals, the Heisinger School of Business offers the rare opportunity to learn the ropes from someone who's climbed their way to the very top. Apply now at nova.edu business. The Port of Miami is the second largest economic engine in our community, providing an annual economic base of over $16 billion and over 100,000 jobs. These are high-paying in-demand jobs, very much coveted by other cities and ports throughout the Americas. We're fortunate to have this business. And of that $16 billion, international trade and cargo at the port accounts for over $13 billion per year, a significant fact, as well as a significant economic impact for all of us, the Port of Miami, working to enhance and contribute to the economic success of our country, further reinforcing Miami and South Florida as the gateway to the Americas. Do you own a business outsourcing your accounting? Then call the accounting and tax experts at TNJ Tax Service. For over 30 years, TNJ Tax Service has been preparing taxes for South Florida companies and individuals. As enrolled agents with the Internal Revenue Service, the pros at TNJ Tax Service can represent you or your company professionally to the IRS. Have challenges with your company's bookkeeping? Then call TNJ Tax Services. QuickBooks certified. TNJ Tax Services can provide training on QuickBooks for any small business. If you need monthly or quarterly bookkeeping services to handle all of your payroll and business needs, then you need to call TNJ and J Tax Service, located at Taft and Flamingo in the Pillbox Plaza. Call 954-432-1700. 954-432-1700. TNJ Tax Services. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. Live from Atlantic Radio Network in Coral Gables, Florida. So crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT. Okay. <laughs> well, that was subtle. There you go. <laughs> that was really... Welcome to the day of funk. Today is going to be a little funky day. That's what happens when it, when it gets rained upon. By the heavens on the I way in. I have to dry off somehow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we'll be, you know what? That was oh. walk, walk Like an Egyptian before, wasn't it? The Absolutely. song? Walk Like an Egyptian. I never understood why they, the Egyptians, Egyptians, you can answer that too, Jeffrey, would walk with one hand, you know, one way inverted, one way, another hand behind. I don't understand. What was that all about? They wanted to be funky 5,000 years later. They, oh. they, were, they wanted to be perceived as timeless in their funkiness. That's, that's what it was. Well, that, I guess so. I mean, hey, they were pretty funky with the Jews, I'll tell you that. Yeah, there you go. But we, you know, you know what? We walked on out of there. Yeah, but, but he I, can I'll build. We didn't walk like Egyptians, though. I am telling you, he may walk funny, but he built a heck of a, you know. The, the sphinx. <laughs> I got a problem with my sphinx. I oh, can get you else. a sphinx that's such a good deal. All righty, then. And I can say that because they're my ancestors, so I can get away exactly. with that. We, we can say these things. That's right. I can uh, on Jewish entertainment television. We can say that. Okay. Oh, so now, name. having said that, let's get back to this Twitter stuff, and 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 then I want to get back to topics germane to things that are exciting you right now, particularly maybe what your column is going to be in the uh, in the uh, business journal. Yep, we have uh, we have some interesting <clears throat> stuff. For you know, I know that a, a significant part of 
audience is the professional trades and you know whether it's uh, legal accounting uh, and the like and my column for that'll come out tomorrow is looking at some outreach uh, online and offline outreach that several law firms in South Florida have been doing uh, to some success whether it's writing newsletters electronic newsletters whether it is uh, creating events that people will come to know them through and and start to attend um, we had a couple of law firms that we played up in there uh, to help them you know what's going on. Kalodney Fast up in Fort Lauderdale uh, launched a a specific uh, sort of specialty and a newsletter that's uh, sort of updated during legislative sessions three, four, five times a day with insurance regulations, rules, and industry news, and things like that. Um, so we went with uh, talking about some of the things that they're doing. We looked at some other firms, uh, George Lemieux, who is a power player in uh, in Fort Lauderdale and was on uh, Charlie Chris, I think he was his chief of staff. He has a, a zine that goes out, and he's been uh, pretty aggressive in building his, his list there. And then Trip Scott is launching a, a webcast that will come out early next week, the first edition. Um, with uh, uh, Jim Scott being the interview, and then uh, some Great other folks Scott. that bring down the road. Great Scott! Great Scott! So exactly, beat me up, Scotty. So, but that's the stuff we're talking about. And you know what? I got to tell you that that a lot of the stuff that they're doing gets back to sort of the mantra of of what I write about and how I approach it. This ain't whiz bang stuff. I mean, they might have tech people doing it, but that doesn't mean you have to have it along those lines. A lot of this stuff can be done. Um, on your own or with in a little collaboration, maybe bring in a tech guy or tech gal to help you out a little bit. But a lot of stuff we're talking about is just getting out and doing and building your brand online. I mean, certainly something like Twitter is, is totally, totally do-it-yourself. Um, something like uh, you know YouTube, posting a video. I just posted a bunch of videos to my websites. Um, those are all do-it-yourself if you have a 14-year-old son who can shoot the video for you. So, And then there's Riley in the background who says hello, barking his fool head off. Um, the, the beauty of live radio. Well, um, wait a minute. You want to have Riley listen to the show later because we're going to have Penelope Smith on the show. And Penelope Smith speaks to animals. Does she now? Yep. I speak to animals, but the things I say, you really can't broadcast on the show. That's well, she, nice. That's way to go. <laughs> and that, that, we, we and people had this, such kind of pure thoughts about you, Jeffrey. Uh, no. It, I, I speak sailor talk with my dog is barking and his full head off. You beep, you crazy animal. You're going to shut the beep up before I kick your beep. You know, that kind of stuff. Beautiful. But he's a great animal. So when, he's, when he's being that way... He's not my dog. He's my kid's dog. When he's soft and fuzzy and laying on the couch and just like quiet as can be and doesn't make a sound as I'm on an important phone call, then he's my dog. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you a question on, uh, on, uh, on animals while we're talking about it. Uh, is there any, what technology is out there for animals right now? Is there anything on the computer for animals that people can install software to make their lives better with their pets or something? Uh, yeah, I think instead of buying a dog, you get that virtual fish tank on your screensaver for your computer, and then you can just watch your fish go by. Well, that could save you a lot of money when you take a trip. Well, absolutely. Well, I think there's a <laughs> don't have to feed them. You just don't want a power blackout because then they die, um, and then you turn it back on and they come back. So it's sort of like you know. So, so the people who have real fish tanks, you know, I, I, we all know somebody's got one of these huge gazillion gallon tanks, and they're gorgeous. I mean, I just love watching them. It's like watching a whole other planet. Right. So when the power goes out, these guys must have a generator. Uh, well, I mean, it depends. Uh, yes, if you have, uh, they make battery-powered uh, filters, they make battery-powered pumps, and I used to have that um, when I had a small fish tank, and I would just, you know, you could, for temporary purposes, plug in a battery-powered uh, air supply. Um, 
And, and so you, you could do that also for feeding. When we used to go out of town, we would have an automatic feeder that's battery-powered, and it's sort of like a, a dial on a clock. And so it comes around, and it scoops up. This is the way it used to be. I don't know if they're still this way, and they probably have more high-tech than this. But as it comes around sort of on the, the, like a dial, like a, 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 you know, a hand on a clock, it eventually comes around and dumps into the water what it has scooped up sort of 12 hours or however Sort of like the Mars Lander. Excuse me? Like the Mars lander. Exactly. And it tests for ice and it tests for mercury and it tests for elements and things like that as it comes around and then dumps it all back into the water for the fish. So to heck with whatever it finds, it just dumps it all in there. But, of so. course, if it gets stuck, then the fishes, the little fishies don't do well. The fishies don't do well. The, the fishies go swimming with the fishies. Yeah, so, I mean that's that's not good. But fish are cool. I had I had some fish years ago. I had a tank with great. my kids. Yeah, we had a, a tuna casserole last night that was wonderful. So all right, Jeff. But so I'm, anything anything important to talk about technology right now, or you're going to go back and talk to Riley? I'm going to go back. Well, I don't. I, well, he's not barking anymore, so I might go talk to him and just you know give him a scratch behind the ears. He'll be all happy. Well, tell him to listen in in about 25 minutes or so. Uh, Wanda, when when is Penelope coming in? The top of the hour or the bottom? Okay, for Wanda. Oh, here it is. Wanda. Yeah. yeah, here I am. She's um, when. That will be at the top. Top of the hour. Okay, we'll have them listen in on that, Jeffrey. It well, should be at 5 o'clock. frequency that only dogs It should be 5 o'clock. I don't know. You're, well, I do know. I read the book. But we're, we're going to have her discuss it with us. So pay attention, everybody out there. Jeff Zabar, where can they reach you? Where can they find you on the Internet? Well, they can find me in a whole boatload of places. Uh, <laughs> ChiefHomeOfficer.com. In one place at the same time? Oh, he is feisty today. I am, I am virtual. Oh, my Thursday. God. You know what? we got to have a conversation one day about Thursday and what I call the Seinfeld frame of mind. Because when you're in sales, Monday stinks. All Monday has going for it is Monday night football. Okay, that's, that's all. <laughs> Thursday, though, used to be like that must-see TV kind of thing going on. Yeah. Thursday, I call it the Seinfeld frame of mind, where everyone's a little bit looser. They're looking forward to Thursday night. Because, of course, because once it's Thursday night, it's the weekend. It's already the weekend, exactly. And Everyone you know, knows so, that. So I, I, that's why you, you see I'm a little feisty. I mean, I, I look forward to Thursdays, even in the home office, because people do business. People, you know, you want to get a, a, you know, sign a deal with somebody. They're a little bit looser at frame of mind on a Thursday and Friday than they are on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, Monday, so. uh, never make a sales call Monday morning. It's a bad never. time to do it. Just Absolutely. do your own things no, Monday morning. No, even Sit in your I cave and that. perfect the pitch. But yeah, don't go out. Don't go out. Do your own thing. Well, listen, Jeff, thanks for being there. No, no worries. Chiefhomeofficer.com, back to the point. And then the other would be homeofficehighway.com. We're still putting a lot of good stuff up there. And, of course, twitter.com slash Jeff Sabar. So can't get away can, from us. What the heck is he up to now? And then, then you will know. You can't get away from us, Jeff. I cannot escape. We cannot escape the bonds that tie or something like that. Oh, God, Jeff. Goodbye. I'll Goodbye, see you next guys. week. Take Thanks. care. Talk to you later. Right, bye-bye. The um, very feisty guy today. Yeah, well. I would say, you know, well, you know, it's the way it is, I suppose. <laughs> he you know. eats Wheaties. I have an attitude about things today, too. So uh, that's the way it's going to be. Uh, if we can get, maybe Larry wants to walk in. He comes over from his office. Yeah. We can talk a little bit I until he does. Fashion. Let me just let me just mention something that just absolutely caught my my attention this morning, and I'm sure did everybody else. Is continuing in our effort to bring you the uh, the information you need to make your life that much better and more significant. It was revealed that Julia Child. And I'm sure you saw this. If you didn't, this is just really interesting. Julia Child, and you all know Julia Child is dead now, but Julia Child was a, a chef, a cook. And she had one of, she's one of the first um, uh, women to have a, a cooking show on television going back, my God, forever. But it turns out that Julia Child is revealed as a member of a spy ring. Chefs and mobsters and ball players 
um, fought the Nazis for the United States, you know, many, many years ago. Really? And, yeah, she was working for the, uh, the, the, uh, the FBI. She was working for the Organization of American Services, the, you know, a strategic services, rather, uh, created by World War II uh, by uh, Franklin Pres uh, President Franklin Roosevelt. Um, the, uh, the secret came out today, according to the Associated Press, uh, names previously classified files identifying almost 24,000 spies who formed the first centralized intelligence effort by the United States. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe, maybe she went out and shot her own food. I have no idea. But, uh, amazing. but that's just, just amazing. so, uh, she just happened to be a good cook, and I guess before you eat the chicken, check for the bugs to make there are no bugs in the chicken. But I just thought that was interesting. And some of the other people who are uh, uh, other notables identified in the files include uh, John Hemingway, son of author, author Ernest Hemingway, whom I just love. Always liked Ernest Hemingway writing. And he loved you. And, uh, well, he's a, he was an interesting writer. I love his writing. Uh, Quentin and Kermit Roosevelt, uh, not to be confused with the frog, sons of uh, President Theodore <laughs> Roosevelt. And um, uh, Miles Copeland, who is the father of Stuart Copeland, who, Imagine. of course, is the drummer for the band Police. Police. How do you like them apples, kid? That's cool apples. Well, evidently, Julie Child liked apples because she cooked one heck of an apple pie. So uh, I just thought that would be a, a fun thing to talk about today and get that off my list and get it out of the way because I know you need to have that information uh, for us. But um, and another little piece of information that I thought that would be interesting is... Um, some of the comments that were made. Oh, let's 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 talk about uh, Lieberman and uh, and uh, Pelosi. I have a lot of trouble with oh, Pelosi, no. but you know what? I, you know what we can talk about. I'll make it light. I won't yeah. go into a great deal about it. Just, I don't like Nancy don't get, Pelosi. Just don't get yourself all worked up. No, no, no I can't get worked up today. No work. Into Tomorrow I'll get worked fit. up. I can't get worked up today. I don't want to. But um, uh, we're, 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 Pelosi's out there promoting her book. Uh, that's. Not the reason why she shut down Congress, and they went home. And of course, Republicans are still there sitting, trying to get things going for the energy thing. But it appears that you know the drilling. You know, people are saying more soft things. It's the softer side of drilling. And Pelosi made a comment the other day that you know it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for uh, Congress to approve uh, a, a, a bill that would include some drilling. And uh, you know, it's probably going to be tacked on with a number of other things that. You know, just make it impossible to actually do the drilling because she doesn't seem to understand. They're claiming that there are uh, millions of acres already under lease by the oil companies that uh, they're not drilling on, and therefore, what's wrong with those people? They're already, uh, you know, they already have the right to drill and they're not drilling. Well, of course, the, the illogic in her comments are that number one, uh, there probably is no oil that makes sense to drill for in those areas. Uh, the the uh, companies are already paying every month for a lease for those areas on 68 million acres of land or whatever it is. It's an enormous amount of land. And um, it would be foolish for the stockholders that if they just paid the fees and never drilled on it to actually get the oil out, for which they can then make millions of dollars on. So if you think they're going to sit on top of oil that they can make you know $100 a barrel, $120 a barrel, and make a lot of money on, and the money would stay here, um, uh, it just it's folly to think that they're not going to do it. They're not doing it because it's economically not viable to do it. And they're not going to be drilling there, and that's why they need to go where we know the oil is as opposed to we think the oil is. It's We know the oil is in certain places. And what came out in the last week, and I wanted to make a point of this again, is that the, the numbers the numbers are changing um, of, uh, uh, in terms of uh, drilling. And in the state of Florida, 
you know, uh, the, there was a survey that was done uh, about a week ago that indicated it was a uh, Quinnipiac University uh, survey that indicated that 60% uh, of respondents in the state of Florida favor drilling with 10% telling pollsters they had opposed offshore drilling in the past. And, and the same thing happened over 50% of those polled in the state of California uh, approved drilling as well. Really? Yeah. And, um, and the interesting thing is that, of course, the state of California had the only major oil spill as a result of, of a drilling accident in 1969 off of uh, the coast of California, Santa Barbara. And that helped bring about the uh, Environmental Protection Act that shut basically down all drilling in the United States. And, of course, we still live with that foolishness. Uh, but that's going to change as everyone's looking for oil. And, of course, uh, you know, the, uh, the hunt for oil continues. Brazil found most recently uh, with Petrobras, which is the big oil company in Brazil, and, and you can buy stock in it on the uh, international markets, um, the, uh, the, the uh, TUPI is the uh, Tupel oil field drilling program, uh, will be ready to be uh, worked on starting in September. It's the largest oil discovery in the Americas since 1976. And of course, we know Brazil keeps their eye focused on energy independence, something this country just hasn't thought about in a while. But being independent and representing this country, here's my segue, you know, uh, Larry Millian, just walked in. I had to think of a segue to, to do that. But I want to get back to a little bit of sports. Larry, of course, is part, he's one of the Dos Amigos on uh, 790 uh, AM radio. Larry, you're on what time on 790? Well, like I said, it depends on the day. 10 to midnight on the afternoon or no Marlin games. And on the evenings of Marlin's games, we're on midnight to 2. It is a late night show. We have a lot of fun. Um, but we do get some serious, uh, serious conversation about sports, including Olympics, which I don't know if you know this, but yeah. my, my partner on the air, Alan Strauss, his father swam for Mexico in the 72 Olympics. He, he, well, I want to talk about the Olympics. And, and what's, give me your impression of what's going on with the Olympics. A lot of people are pros and cons. Some people are very upset it's in China. Uh, some people are upset, of course, somebody got killed. Someone is upset because they actually killed you know, somebody by accident. Not by accident. It was a legitimate murder. Some people are upset because they faked the fireworks, and NBC made a big deal over the fireworks. Uh, which were beautiful. Unfortunately, the, my, my son could have created them at home on his Xbox. But um, what, what's, your, what's your impression uh, of what's going on? I, I have very, very mixed emotions from a sports view. I, I love the Olympics because it is the one time everyone is on kind of the same page. They're competing against each other, but it's about the competition. All world issues are put aside. Um, but if you look at the political ramifications behind some of the things – in the Olympics, and there always exists. Every four years, there's always a story, or two or three. Well, there are some great stories of struggle. I mean, going back to 72 in Munich, and they blew up and, and killed all the, the, those, the Jews on the team. And, and you know that there. my partner on the air, Alan Strauss, his dad swam for Mexico, and he, he's Jewish. He was, he he was, was Jewish. Was he, he there? He was there, but he just missed it. He had just left but, right before it happened. He's Mexican. Now, one thing you don't know is that Robert Strauss... <laughs> Uh, Alan Strauss's uh, dad, and, and he's very well known as far as uh, swimming and aquatics. I mean, they have a swim gym here in South Florida, and he's known, I mean, probably someone, if you're listening, either someone you know or yourself has been taught swimming by this man or by, by his uh, by his school. But more in, importantly, in Miami? In Miami, absolutely. In Miami. Did, where, in, where did he do this in they Miami? They do it in Key Biscayne, and I think they also do it at the JCC in Kendall. It's a very, I mean, my daughter learned how to swim there as well. It's a big, big deal. But Robert Strauss is best friends with Mark Spitz. So I've had a wonderful view through Alan Strauss on how to talk a little bit, not just about the Olympics, but talk about the swimming, talk about Michael Phelps, 
and talk about how it relates to Mark Spitz. It's, it's Can you hang for two minutes? Course, we'll man. make a few bucks. We'll come back real brief. Yay. About three and a half minutes with Larry. Okay. The Great. That guy passed away. Larry the Great. Did yes, you know that? that guy. Yeah, yes. yo. Yeah, hey, yo, yeah. Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. He's dead. He one, passed away. He's dead. He's gone. He's, he, we did this already. Oh, okay. I, I, he's, I came no, in late. He's gone. He's not, no, no, but his music lives on. Always. And uh, we'll be right back. This is Rich Roppin on 1360 WKAT. Don't go anywhere.